Welcome to another episode of the Anything But Square podcast. On a regular week, our Swanson Street forecourt is home to some of Melbourne's best street performers. And they know how to entertain and bring a crowd. We wanted to take this opportunity to sit down with Ruben and talk all things busking, street performance, and hear about the unexpected things that come along the way. Our busker today is Ruben, and I will let him introduce himself. Welcome, Ruben. My name is Ruben dot dot dot. I'm a circus performer, street performer and entertainer and I'm here today to talk to you. Thanks Ruben and welcome to the Anything But Square podcast. I think a really good place to start is by asking you what got you into busking? My first ever memory of street performing, I was watching somebody doing a show outside of Luna Park and that was actually Sam Fish, somebody who I've performed with a lot now. But I can remember I definitely had seen street shows around and it really, like, something that I really thought that I could do. And started doing little bits on the street. This is just after I finished school and it wasn't really working and I was in between jobs and stuff. And then I was up in Brisbane, I can remember. I actually went and tried to do some juggling on the street and it didn't really work and it was very soul crushing and so then i went to internet cafe god there was still internet cafes then and i went and got a job at paul's milk factory in brisbane packing milk and in the first 10 minutes i think i had calculated how many liters of milk i would pack a minute an hour a day a year a lifetime and i think it was that moment I was like all right now I can I can make performing work in some way and then I really pushed to try to to make a show and eventually I did I think I, I traveled around Australia with some friends and made a show together then that was sort of becoming a street performer and I, I made a show and I used that show to pace my way to go to China and get more schooling in acrobatics so I could bring more skills to what I did. So I trained over in Beijing for a year, at the circus school there. And yeah, that's sort of how I created the show that I do today. For those that don't know, the place where you perform is called a pitch. What makes a good busking pitch? People is the main thing that makes a great pitch. There's lots of things of like location and weather, but it's really a, a diverse group of people that are moving through a space and the more diverse the um, sort of people are the better the more people that are moving through that are looking for something to do the better where are your favorite places to busk fed square let's say there are a couple of places to work inside australia fed square is definitely my favorite space to work it's just the center of the city and it's a place where people move through to go to other places there's a place that also people come to to generally chill out it's a it's a main square in the center of the squiddy where the, there isn't something always happening there isn't stuff to do you're not like in the middle of a shopping strip or anything which does make it even nicer to perform in because it sort of feels a lot calmer and people know that there are cultural events and events going on there in general so people are a lot more receptive to that and sort of want to see things what's a day like at bed square for a busker I can only speak from my perspective because I don't know what other people's perspectives are. For me, I have a very easy day coming into Fed Square to come to do a show because I wake up and uh, 
have a train and then I just ride down on my bicycle because I live close enough to uh, ride down on my bike with all my equipment, have some coffee and we decide who's going to do shows for the day. Hopefully the weather's going to be good. Talk to the local vendors usually. There's the ice cream guys that I love talking to, the horse guys that I love talking to. I always, always like talking to the venue supervisors as well. It's usually just a lot of people watching and sitting and seeing whether people would like to see a show. Ruben, you perform a circle act, and Fed Square is home to only a few of those. Can you explain what a circle act is? There are various different types of busking, and uh, you probably know already as just uh, every day you see buskers like uh, musical buskers or performative buskers, and there's traffic lighters, so there's people that just perform um, on the side of the street usually, and then there's Another type, which is not that prevalent in Australia, but is prevalent uh, more over the world with the traffic lighters, where people do shows at traffic lights. They do like a small little set and then they walk around and collect money from the people in cars when they've got nothing to do and they're sitting at a traffic light. And then the one type that I do the most is circle shows, where it's usually based on drawing a large audience and doing a show between about 30 and 40 minutes that is all leading to something and then... Yeah, you finish the show and people um, donate if they like and clap and cheer and go about their ways. And that usually lasts about 40 minutes. So it's more of a wool-rounded show, not just something to walk past. Now, I've been lucky enough to see your act. But for those that haven't, can you explain what it is that you do? Yeah, totally. I am uh, an acrobat. I do a show that is based around balancing, really. I start off doing little bits of manipulation. I do some hand balancing, which is basically balancing upside down on my hands, mostly in one hand and contorted positions. And then I get some people to help me hold a very large 17-foot pole, which I do acrobatics up and down, and then balance on one hand on top of it all while trying to be funny and also while trying not to die. That's a big one, trying not to die. I've, I've been trying quite successfully for a while for that one. We'd also love to hear about any memorable moments you've had while busking. The skill that I do is called Chinese pole. That's one of the main skills that I do. And uh, I can remember seeing somebody doing it and I was like, I really want to learn that skill. And I bought a Cirque du Soleil DVD and I taught myself how to do Chinese pole from watching that DVD and teaching myself how to do Chinese pole. So then I ended up doing Chinese pole on the street and then I used all the, the, the money that I made from performing eventually to go to school to learn it properly in China. And that show that I taught myself to do Chinese pole from, after going to China, I came back, I started working, and that show was called Sultan Banco. And then um, Cirque du Soleil eventually hired me to do that show that I had taught myself how to do from the DVD, which I thought was really cycling. How that relates to Fed Square is that I can remember doing a show in Fed Square and looking up on the billboard and seeing in the centre of Melbourne a big advertising for Cirque du Soleil. And I can remember people handing out flyers at the back of my show to the people there that were for Cirque du Soleil. And I just thought and looked at the crowd and thought how lucky that I was doing this show and how happy I life I was that my life had ended on ended up in this position of doing this show where I was right now in Fair Square.
if it comes to performing that that memorable i was doing a show when i heard a helicopter above me which was really close which was not good and um I ran down the pole and then ran out to the street during the middle of the show. I still had my microphone on. I was just like, this is really weird. And I um, heard tires screeching and there was a person doing donuts in the, the center of Melbourne. And then we were like on the microphone. So we pulled everyone back off the, like everyone move away from the street because it just seemed like a very weird situation. And then the guy burnt off into the middle of town. That was the Burke Street horrible thing that happened. That was a really crazy situation. One that really sticks out in my memory. For other memorable things, definitely there are festivals. There are just amazing crowds. It's doing festivals, especially, I've done a couple of festivals in Korea and in Hong Kong and stuff like that. And doing my show without speaking at all and just doing it without language and and so many gorgeous memories of, of how to interact with people and in a way that they totally understand that you're trying to make everything joyous and funny and exciting and realizing that it doesn't really take a language to get across what you're trying to do because everybody understands that you're working together to make a great thing happen in that time and space. Uh, one of the greatest shows I ever had at Fed Square in particular was, um, and it was a really random show, it was Anzac Day. And um, I just, um, I rode into town on Anzac Day and I really, I didn't know about whether to do a show there. It was just one of those moments where I rode into town and I was just in the square and I was watching the parades and everything and it was, it was great and I just sat there and then when everything ended, I was just like, I had my stuff and I was just thought, I wonder whether anybody would like to see a show. And then I just asked, I put on a microphone and then just asked, would anybody like to see a show or not and a whole lot of people were like yeah we'd love to see a show and I had one of the funnest shows that I ever had and it was just it was it was really nice it was just a really lovely show everyone was open lovely and it was smiley it was just a really really fun show it was a really large demographic of community that were there and the city was sort of closed down so there wasn't heaps of stuff going on and everyone was just having fun I mean it was one of my funnest shows what does the future of busking look like? It's really changing. Like, in I don't know when this is going to be played, but we're in the middle of the uh, the second Melbourne lockdown, and um, just this lockdown really could have far-reaching um, effects inside of this. Well, definitely for the entire art scene. Like, busking is only part of the work I do, but it's really hard to define how anything is going to happen. Like, I can remember when this first uh, started, it was back in the middle of Adelaide Fringe and a lot of people were like, oh, this will blow over. Like, we're not going to work till 2021. And I feel like that's the way it's going. So there's going to be a lot of changes in the environment of how we're going to get large groups of people back out into public spaces really close together because that's what our job is really as, as performers. There's lots of other things that are going on inside of the world that's changing. I think one of them is definitely becoming a cashless society is really going to change, especially how spontaneous shows outside happen. That's, yeah, a couple of countries have made that work, like uh, more over in Scandinavia, and um, because there's a lot more prevalence in um, just like everything being cashless um, and a lot more trust. 
Other things that are changing are public spaces. There's just, uh, there's starting to be a lack of public spaces. Not so much in Australia, but there is this feeling that it feels to me that people in charge of public spaces or more public spaces are getting privatised and that they need to be making revenue or a profit. And so it isn't leaving as many open spaces for cultural events and isn't leaving it as cultural and community events rather than sponsored events. So I sort of see that slowly changing over the years. I can see that every space needs to make revenue of some sort, but I, I don't know how, like it definitely affects us, but I don't know how it's also going to affect what people think about public spaces. Like I'm pretty sure whether it is like, an amazing cultural festival or a community event or a street performer versus somebody handing out cans of drink. I don't think a family goes home and talks about getting out and going to the city and getting handed a can of drink. I think they talk about a festival or a performer or a, an event that they saw. And I feel like the short-term gratification really of collecting revenue for the renting of a public space it could have a real detriment on how public spaces are used and, and how much are there in the future. Melbourne's an example. We have Federation Square, which is absolutely amazing, but we don't have any other public squares in the city. I think attention spans have definitely changed with the style of media that's going on. But I do always think there is going to be an appetite for live entertainment rather than just digital entertainment. I think that, um, I don't know, going to watch a circus live is far different from watching a DVD of a circus. And I think you can use that analogy for live entertainment, wherever it is, that um, there's, people are always searching for to share an experience with other people that is amazing in a live setting. Busking will come back. Busking has been around. I don't know whether it's true, but I think it's like busking. Does the word come from buscar, which is like Spanish for to search or something like that? I, I think that we are very good, like humans in general, are very good at, um, at adapting to whatever situation there is. And I, as we covered before, I think that there's always going to be a need for live entertainment. I think people will really yearn for it. And even the way that TV is turned, like um, the talent shows has come full circle from old school variety shows where it's not curated and you're seeing stuff that it feels like it's live in front of you. I, I don't think that that is going to change. I think that that's always going to be there. And um, the entertainers of the day will just adapt to how the situation is inside of every space that we can. What about your favourite performances that you've seen at Fed Square? Uh, I have favourite performers and favourite performances. The people that I've performed with at Fed Square are just like some of the best and I love them dearly. Sam Fish, Daniel Oldacre, Lisa Lottie, um, Rani Hazan, DJ and Justin. They're some amazing performers and their skills are phenomenal. They're all clowns in a way and amazingly skilled performers and these people travel all around the world and do shows yeah actually sam fish is hilarious because it's the first show that i can ever remember seeing in my life and i perform with him regularly now so many years later which is great he's 
such clown. And Eric the Red as well. I perform with Eric the Red a lot, who I met actually performing up in Darwin. He's amazing. Yeah, I've seen them do so many great shows in that space, so many spontaneous and wonderful things. You're married to another wonderful street performer, Lisa Lottie, and you practice your acts at home. What's that like? We don't have any lights because all the lights are smashed. So, like, I got recently installed some, like, IP6-rated outdoor LED lights in the main space that I was like, we can't smash these. And the guy was like, no, no, you won't be able Are you sure we can't smash these? Because we smash all the lights. And, like, yeah, and they haven't smashed. It was really, we have light in a lounge room. It's been, it's been years. What do you do when you're not busking? It's a facet of our existence and we do street perform, but a lot of people have you know, other performing jobs, whether it be on cruise ships or working for theatres. Lisa's works for the Australian Opera Company and like, or doing TV bits or doing other things like doing, yeah, theatre shows or anything. It's a, it's a facet, but we're, we're all sort of entertainers. We love the stage. We love being out in front of people and love performing and we do that wherever we can. What are your favourite places to perform around the world? Favourite places to perform around the world? Definitely the hollow ground of Hobart Garden in the UK is one of my favourite places to perform in the world. There is something that is so different and intimate inside of such a huge space that has so much history. And the cobblestones there, um, it is just an amazing place to perform. It feels amazing to do shows there. And the history around doing shows there is very long and um, it's an amazing community to perform with as well. I've done some great shows in Canada around there. Some places on Vancouver Island are great. I've had some great shows and really enjoy performing um, in Asia. I've had some great shows in Hong Kong and um, in Korea as well. I used to adore, I haven't done for years, adore performing at the Mindle Beach Market up in Darwin. That was a absolutely amazing, totally different space to perform in than, than those other ones that I've listed, but it's like wonderful in its own way. And, and definitely my favorite place to perform is my home pitch at the Fed Square. I really love the space. I really love the performing in the centre of town and something that I've seen that space since I grew up in Melbourne. So I've, I've seen the steps of the station since I was a wee little thing and I can't, uh, yeah, I can't get enough of it. Thank you, Ruben, for joining us today. New episodes of Anything But Square are released every Wednesday and we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and sign up to our newsletter at fedsquare.com. Take care and we'll see you next Wednesday.